from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Yes, you're darn tootin' it is. It's WIA National News for week commencing January 27. Boosted emergency comms for the Sydney CBD. A new government radio site will boost emergency communications at the Pitt Street Mall in Sydney CBD. This new site provides in-building coverage in Westfield, Sydney, as well as improved network coverage and performance in the surrounding Pitt Street Mall precinct. The new site is part of the wider Critical Communications Enhancement Program that is improving government radio network coverage and capacity from 35% of the state to a whopping over 80%. The enhanced network will allow emergency services to more easily share information and coordinate responses on the one consolidated network. Last month, Sydney suburban community station 2RRR piloted the community broadcasting sector's first Studio Blitz practical training course, where technically-minded radio staff and volunteers were taught the basics of studio maintenance, then used their new skills to clean and align all the equipment in the station. The activity grew from discussions at Technorama and was then developed into a course by John Mazels, VK2JPM, for the Community Media Training Organisation, the CMTO. Six participants stripped down the station's two consoles, all faders cleaned and the consoles realigned to zero VU. In the old days of the Broadcasting Control Board, the engineering departments of radio stations had a lot of power because there were detailed technical specifications that were required by the regulator. Otherwise, the station could be put off air. In the modern co-regulatory environment, there are far fewer technical requirements on stations, so there is much less pressure to maintain a large engineering staff and to do regular preventive maintenance. This course aims to bring back some of that preventive maintenance thinking and planning that's been lost over the years as the rules changed. Now to WIA Director Greg VK2GPK with this week's WIA board comment, then I'll be back with the AX call you can use again in three months' time. This is Greg VK2GPK with this week's WIA board comment. The WIA this month met with the Department of Communications and the Arts, known as DOCA, to discuss radio amateur representation at the forthcoming World Radio Conference 2019, also known as WRC19. World Radio Communication Conferences are held every three to four years. It is the job of the WRC to review and, if necessary, revise the global radio regulations, the international treaty governing the use of the radio frequency spectrum and the geostationary satellite and non-geostationary satellite orbits. During the meeting, the WI presented information on the amateur and amateur satellite services that is relevant to Australia's preparation for WRC 19, which will be held in late 2019. The information included details of the WIA, the IARU, the advocacy work undertaken by both the WIA and IARU, the range of activities that amateurs undertake in pursuit of their interests, and how amateurs are involved in various community activities. The IARU is the International Amateur Radio Union, of which the WIA is a member society solely representing Australia. It was a productive and informative meeting, and the WIA thanks DOCA for making the time to meet and discuss core amateur service issues. The WIA, as part of the international representation for the Australian Radio Amateur Cohort, will be attending this important WRC 19 at the invitation of DOCA to further and protect the interests of Australian radio amateurs.
It is a non-trivial expense for the WIA to send volunteer representatives to the WRC, and we thank WIA members as it is only through your membership subscriptions that we can fund this vitally important representation to further and protect your interest in global spectrum access. An update on the financial health of the WIA. As I first mentioned in this broadcast in the latter part of 2017, a few months after being elected to the WIA board, the WIA has been operating at a loss for a number of years. The board then instigated actions to return the WIA to a neutral cash flow position, advising members that this would take six to nine months due to contract lead times. I am pleased to announce the WIA interim finance results for the full calendar year 2018, that's financial year 2018 for the WIA, show a return to positive cash flow with a small surplus. These results will be subject to external audit in the next few months. The WIA board has decided to direct some of this surplus to clearing the current backlog of repeater applications, currently around six in queue. This is by engaging commercial frequency assigners to undertake this work on behalf of the WIA. Once the backlog is cleared, the WIA will review the effectiveness of the external assigner pilot process as input for longer-term repeater application process improvements, both to WIA processes and also the ACMA processes. And finally, an update on the approach to market, known as the ATM, or tender, for the ACMA deed-related functions. The deed-related functions are primarily AOCP examinations and call sign management. As of January 25, 2019, there has been no formal announcement by the ACMA as to the result of their deliberations. This is disappointing as the current deed is about to expire, which will impact both current and aspirant radio amateurs. The ATM specifies a start date for the successful provider of February 4, 2019. If there is no contracted provider by that date, the functions will revert to the ACMA. Examination assessments conducted on or after this date will not be processed by the WIA. This is Greg VK2GPK on behalf of the WIA board. AX calls and, under a permanent agreement with the Australian Communications and Media Authority, many Australian radio amateurs used the alternative AX call sign prefix instead of VK on Australia Day yesterday, Saturday, January 26. Popular on air among prefix hunters and others is this AX prefix. The use of a special QSL card with it is greatly encouraged by the Wireless Institute of Australia. The alternative AX prefix agreement between the ACMA and the WIA means that all radio amateurs may use it without seeking allocation of a special event call sign. This prefix is also used on Anzac Day, April 25, and International Telecommunications Day, the 17th of May. Media Watch and the Q News Workbench, radio e-books for download. There are a number of vintage radio and amateur radio-related e-books available for free download on the Gutenberg site. Among them, the 1922 edition of the Radio Amateurs Handbook by A. Frederick Collins. PA3DMI has tweeted a link that will display the books available. You'll find it on the links we like in the text edition of this national news. On the workbench, open source radio telescopes. Al Williams, Whiskey Delta 5, Golf November Romeo, writes on Hackaday about a presentation given at the 2018 GNU radio conference. Who doesn't like to look up the night sky, but if you're into radio, there's a whole different way to look using radio telescopes. J. 
John Marcus spoke at the GNU radio conference about how he's worked to make a radio telescope that is practical for even younger students to build and operate. Watch the video and read the Hackaday Post at the link we like in this week's text edition of the National News. Tech on the Airnet. Tuesday the 29th of January is the fifth Tuesday of the month and that means only one thing, the Tech on the Airnet will be happening from 7.30pm on the Townsville VHF repeater. Join the Tech on the Airnet and have fun on the air and learn something new and the net is also accessible via the VK4PQ Echo Link node. Nine five six five eight zero. From Australia, this is VK One WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming, and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Earth's shifting magnetic poles are affecting your phone. Earth's magnetic field is changing so quickly that researchers have been forced to update the World Magnetic Model ahead of schedule. Developed by NOAA and the British Geological Survey, the model is widely used for precision navigation of devices ranging from nuclear submarines to the common smartphone, and your phone may be affected. Find out how on spaceweather.com. Indonesia. Radio hams in Indonesia get new bands including 5 MHz. The Ministry of Communications and Information Technology of the Republic of Indonesia has issued the new amateur radio regulations dated December 31, 2018. Orari reports new Indonesian amateur radio regulations have been issued with new bands at 136 kHz, 472 kHz and 5 MHz. News from India. Most senior ham operator Bonumati, Victor Uniform 2 Bravo Lima, passes away. Banumati, with her callsign VU2BL, was one of the most respected ham operators in India and was the member of the governing council of the National Institute of Amateur Radio, NIAR. She was a huge inspiration for everyone in the ham community. She was very active in social service. Banumati was a truly tall figure amongst Indian amateur radio operators. She was associated with the NIAR since its inception and had guided almost all the amateur radio operators, recalled Ram Moham Suri, NIAR's Executive Vice Chairman and Director. The U2BL volunteered for emergency communications, de-expeditions, events, training programs or any event with her full support. She was very active on radio during contests, regularly inspiring budding hams to make their first radio contact. Victor Uniform 2 Bravo Lima might have become silent key, but she will be alive in memories, was the general comment amongst the amateur radio operators. News from France, amateur radio tax abolished in France. French National Society REF has confirmed that the annual amateur radio tax licence fee has been abolished. A Google translation of a post on the REF site reads... ANFR press release dated 4th of January 2019, the annual fee for the amateur radio licence 2019 was issued in early December. Pursuant to the Finance Act number 2018-1317 of December 28, 2018, published in the official journal December 30, 2018, we will proceed to its cancellation. 
In the case where you have already paid, a refund will be sent to you by the Special Credits Department of the Treasury on presentation of an RIB, a copy of the front of the identity document, and invoice number starting with CSPE. News from the USA, FCC reactivating equipment authorization system. The FCC says it will reactivate its equipment authorization system, which has been unavailable since the FCC ran out of funds January 3rd because of the partial government shutdown that began a month ago. RF devices, including most amateur radio equipment, must be properly authorised before being marketed or imported into the US. The FCC Office of Engineering and Technology administers the Equipment and Authorisation Programme. After reviewing our statutory authority, the status of contract obligations and our lapse in funding plan, we will be reactivating this system today, the FCC said in a January 18 public notice. Most radio transmitters are required to be certified to ensure compliance with the Commission's technical rules. Finally, this week in our international slot, it's off to India. Weird but wonderful. Is it a family reunion or a ham fest? We all know amateur radio can run in the family, but for this one family in India, amateur radio seems to run and run and run. Well, you get the idea. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW, leaving you this week with John Williams, VK4JJW, and this fascinating story. When does a family get-together start to seem more like a ham fest than a gathering of relatives? If you're related to S. Suri, VU2MY, and D. Barati, VU2RBI, as either a cousin, a sibling, a son, or a daughter, you probably know the answer. That family is your family. According to Lakshmi, VU3WDJ, Secretary of the Indian Railway Amateur Radio League, this generously sized entourage has no fewer than 43 licensed amateurs among its ranks. That's right, this is one family tree that has all kinds of antennas strung up in the branches. S. Suri is the founder, chairman and CEO of the National Institute of Amateur Radio in India, and B. Barati is a DXer, de-expeditioner and founding member of the National Institute. Lakshmi told Newsline that he met up with his gathering of familial radio operators quite unexpectedly at a recent ham gathering in India, and after doing a little research, arrived at the conclusion that they may constitute the largest ham family in India. He now hopes to get them included in the Guinness Book of World Records, and said that when he told the family he was hoping to achieve that, they were overjoyed. Perhaps this may one day lead to a new award to add to Worked All Counties, Worked All States and Worked All Continents. Think of it as Worked All Family Members. I'm John VK4JJW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. This year's Amateur Radio Ferry Contest will be held in just a few weeks. Sunday, March 10th. Amateurs from all parts of Sydney and beyond will be taking their handouts to the harbour for the contest, which is the fourth year the event has been held. Points are awarded for the number of contacts made, with multipliers for the number of ferries activated. Contacts can be made from many wharves around the harbour, which stretches from Manly to the Parramatta River. There will be a number of awards on offer, including Worked All Ferries Award and a special landlubber certificate awarded to the highest scoring base station to contact the ferries. The contest is organised by the Waverley Amateur Radio Society, which this year celebrates its 100th anniversary. And extra points will be awarded for logging the club special centenary call sign. Besides being a popular activity for Sydney amateurs, this is a great opportunity for visitors to have the day out on the harbour and explore the ferry network. In previous years, hems from all parts of the country as well as overseas have participated 
If you're planning a visit, make sure you bring your handheld and say good day to some of the locals. The contest is restricted to the VHF and UHF bands and runs from 10am to 4pm on Sunday, March 10th. Full details and rules are available on the club's website, vk2bv.org. WIA John Moore Memorial Field Day, 16-17 March 2019. 20th Harangel Memorial Sprint, May 4. Trans-Tasman Band Contest, July 20. VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18. The Darwin Amateur Radio Club, DARC, once again commemorate the bombing of Darwin by Japanese forces in 1942 through operating the club call sign VKADA on the 19th of February 2019. This is a rare chance to put VKADA in the log. VKADA will be operating on the 19th of February on 40 metres on 7.193 MHz and 20 metres on 14.337 MHz between 0030 and 063 hours UTC, band conditions permitting. Cole will have further down the log in this week's special interest group news. Rwanda, 9X. Harold is QRV as 9X2AW from Kigali until February 14. Activities on 160 to 10 metres using CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. QSL by M0OXO. Canary Islands, EA8. Enric, HB9FIH is QRV as EA8-HB9FIH from El Hierro, IOTA AF004 until the end of March. Activities on the HF bands using CW, SSB and the various digital modes. QSL to HB9FIH. Special call sign EI19RE active for 2019. The special call sign EI19RE will be active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. It first met in January 1919 following a landslide victory for the Irish Nationalists in December 1918. OPDX bulletin mailing list is a victim of hamnet.org server hack. The Ohio PenDX OPDX bulletin mailing list is reported to be in limbo after a January 11 hack of the hamnet.org server. OPDX bulletin editor Ted Miragliotta, KB8NW, reports that the server, which he'd used since the late 1980s, was hacked and wiped on January 11. The OPDX bulletin mailing list was among the casualties. The OPDX mailing list is now in limbo, and I was told that the server hamnet.org is probably gone for good, KB8NW said in the bulletin's January 14 edition. He said the OPDX bulletin, including an archive of back issues, remains available on the OPDX website. I know this is going to be a big disappointment for subscribers, as well as it has been for me. But after almost 29 years, I am possibly considering retiring from writing the bulletin, Mergliana said. Mergliana said the OPADX bulletin would not be delivered by email for the time being. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And first up this week, Defending Darwin 1942. As we heard, Felix has just made mention of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club commemorating the bombing of Darwin by Japanese forces in 1942 through operating the club call sign VK8DA on the 19th of February this year. 2019 marks the 77th anniversary of the bombing of Darwin, and DARC club members will be operating from the historic Qantas Empire Airways hangar in Darwin. The Qantas hangar was built in 1934 and served as a fuel stop en route between Sydney and London prior to World War II. During the war, the hangar housed a squadron of Wirraway aircraft as well as Spitfires. 
Damaged in 1942 by Japanese bombing, the hangar is now home to the Motor Vehicle Enthusiasts Club and houses a vast collection of historic vehicles, including some period military vehicles, which will be on display for the public on the 19th of February. VK-8DA will be operating on the 19th of February on 40 metres on 7.193 MHz and 20 metres on 14.337 MHz between 0030 and 0630 UTC, band conditions permitting of course. Club members would love to receive a call from you on this special day, so point your antennas up north and get VK8DA in your log. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Listen up! A reminder and suggestion to put the date and time in your operational calendar to listen in on 145.8 MHz for an International Space Station school contact planned with participants at Ashbury College Junior School, Ottawa, Canada on the 23rd of February at approximately 1951 hours UTC. The contact should be audible over Australia and adjacent areas. It's recommended that you start listening approximately 10 minutes before this time. The duration of the contact is approximately 9 minutes and 30 seconds. The contact will be a tally bridge between NA1SS and VK5ZAI. Interested parties are invited to listen in on the 145.8 MHz downlink. The contact is expected to be conducted in English. In other space news is a Nexus launch update. Japan conducted its first launch of 2019 on Friday, January 18, using an Epsilon rocket to launch seven satellites into orbit, including Nexus. Nyon University's Nexus satellite is a single-unit CubeSat equipped with a camera and an amateur radio transponder. The satellite's objective is to demonstrate its amateur radio system, which is anticipated to allow a faster relay of data than comparable existing satellites. The latest known reception reports indicate that Nexus is object number 43933-2019-003B, and its downlink is 437.0732 MHz. Its linear transponder and data frequencies are uplink 145.900 to 145.930 MHz, CW lower sideband, and downlink 435.880 to 435.910 MHz, CW USB. CW stroke data 435.900 MHz and 437.075 MHz. The call sign is JS1YAV. Worldwide Special Interest Group's repeater linking. VK2's Northwest, New England, Coast and Western Linking Group held their first meeting of the Linking Group on the 11th of November 2017 at the Armadale Club Room. This was from an idea of hub linking that was raised by James, VK2KHJ, and now silent key Norm, VK2TOP, from the Walker Radio Group. The rule for the linking is that two meter repeaters are used with no other links in them and other off-air or site linking, to keep audio quality high with commercial radios in the link. The hub was put in on the 13th of November 2018 for testing at Mount Crawney, some 56 kilometres south of Tamworth, as a 70 centimetre repeater, transmit 437.550 and receive 445.50 MHz. The longest link is from Mount Rumby near Glen Innes at a distance of 210 kilometres and the shortest distance of 52 kilometres to Mount Woolamer near Scone. There are six repeaters of the first eight repeaters going in 12 months, with only Glen Innes and Mount Woolamer to be connected. Equipment is ready to go, but licenses are holding them up. The group is going to start a new group on the coast, with another hub consisting of up to 10 repeaters, then join the two hubs together. After that is done, 
a hub for the western area with six or so repeaters linked as well. The result would have half of country VK2 linked, which would be great for mobiles on all highways in the top half of New South Wales. The repeaters that are linked are Mount Crawney, VK2 RAB, 146825, 825, Mount Caputa, VK2 RNW, 146625, Tamworth Town, VK2 RMO, 146850, Mount Grundy, VK2 RPW, 146925, Moona Trigg, VK2 RPW, 147075, and Armadale, VK2 RAD, 146725. Glen Innes will be VK2 RNE on 146950, which will be on air soon, and Mount Woolamer, VK2 RTJ 146750, and Scone, which is waiting for a licence. Most repeaters have no tone requirement. In the near future, the Northwest Amateur Radio Group and Walker Radio Group will be having the first of the yearly get-togethers in Northwest and New England area at the Australia Telescope Compact Array. This consists of six huge antennae weighing 270 tonnes each, five of which which can be moved along three kilometres of railway track at Narrabri. This will be on maintenance day so that a good look can be had at the telescope site. That's it for this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Col, VK3 GTV. Socially speaking on the social scene, on right now, VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Australia Day Long Week Family Radio Camp it started on the 24th and finishes the 28th. VK3 Melbourne QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach, February the 2nd at 3pm. And VK2 the Wyong Field Day, Feb 24. Wyong Field Day update. The raffle at the Field Day has three great prizes waiting to be won. And while the only way to enter the raffle is to be at the Field Day, they make three great reasons to hop along to Wyong. The prizes are an ICOM IC7300 SDR HF 100W radio, an ICOM IC2300H 65W 2 meter FM mobile, and a GME GX400 27MHz marine and CB band transceiver. None of us are getting younger, and perhaps you want to avoid the hassle of a car drive or have a couple of beers at the bar at the racecourse. If so, simply take the train to Wyong Mainline Railway Station and the free CCARC courtesy shuttle bus will transfer you direct to the race course for the event. The venue is wheelchair friendly, including an elevator to the exhibitor, lecture and food areas. Enjoy morning tea on us with free tea and coffee. Have an eyeball QSO with your friends. Got a group? Have the friendly CCARC announcer give them a call over the PA or radio so that you can meet with other enthusiasts and use one of the several meeting places designated just for this. OK, so the wife's saying, no more radio junk until you get rid of some of that you already have. Well, you can bring all your unloved radio gear, sell your trash, make some cash and perhaps find some new treasures at the biggest car boot sale under the Southern Cross. For more comprehensive and up-to-date information, right up to the day itself, check out the Wyong Field Day page at www.ccarc.org.au. For the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, this was Ed, DD5LP. From VK2, we pop along to VK6. It's Perth Tech, March the 2nd. Hi, I'm Bob, VK6POP. Have you heard about Perth Tech? It's free and quite likely the best all-day amateur radio seminar this year. Perth Tech is on Saturday the 2nd of March 
and it's in two parts. The daytime sessions are the technical presentations. The topics are interesting and very relevant to amateur radio today. And we have a top lineup of speakers from across Australia and one from the USA. Rex VK7MO will talk about 10 and 24 GHz portable EMA. Phil VK6PH discusses high efficiency HF linear amplifiers or a kilowatt in your pocket. Peter VK3 Yankee Echo touches on operating QRP portable. Other speakers are Chris VK3QB on EMR and interference, Hank K9LZJ on remote stations and Steve VK6SJ on EMR with assistance from Panzer. Other speakers are still under negotiation. In the evening, we go across the road for dinner at the Bassendine Hotel. Registration for Perth Tech is free. Yep, you heard it right. However, we require prior registration so that the venues can be prepared appropriately and the cool mints and biscuits counted out. Registrations are open now, and to encourage early registration, you'll receive a free door prize ticket, preferential seating, and a discount on lunch. We welcome attendance from interstate visitors. So make your plans now. Registrations are online. Go to the vk6.net website for links to the registration site and for further information about Perth Tech. And from VK6 to VK7, Meet the Voice event at Ross happens March 23-24. And in the Redcliffe area of VK4, it's Redfest 2019 happens April 13. So now until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. From the happiest kingdom of them all, Ham Radio, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.